Wow. Oh, wow. This is exciting. My name's Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood, your favorite thing to do whenever you're watching this <laughs> on a Tuesday. Really? Hey, happy, uh, happy Tuesday. I have been feeling, whoo, it is, uh, oh, what a fucking week. Um, hey, have you ever, uh, known someone who passed away and then you knew that they had some weed at their house? Would you smoke the weed? Would you smoke the weed? Hey, Mal. Um, <laughs> I call that the dead man's weed, and I don't think I'd smoke it. I just don't. It's kind of like uh, if you ever saw the movie How High with Red Man and Method Man, and they they smoked their friend, and that helped them pass college. Great movie, actually. Great movie. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunately this week's episode of Get Wood brought to you by fentanyl and death. I know. Heavy. Heavy way to start, Jessica. But you know what? What the fuck else are we here to do? I mean, really, we are here to tell the truth. As comedians, maybe you want to be a little funnier, Jessica, in your first minute or two. <laughs> but I was thinking, um, God, it's been it's been a really intense uh, week for friends dying and people I didn't know who I loved and it was wow what a goddamn week and last week I was really holding my tongue I couldn't talk for my friend and now I'm going to um my friend Tibby Tibra uh she was a girl I grew up with an amazing soul a beautiful woman hilarious she was often in the chat here with us um I had to say goodbye. I mean, she, I don't know. I think it was a mix up with some medicine in her, uh, be on her behalf. <sighs> but, um, you know, if you believe or not, death can either be a, another part of life or it can be just the end. And, uh, I think it's important that we think about death all the time. I know that I do. Uh, I'm not saying that I want you to think about dying. I don't want you to, to feel badly, but I would love it if, if we could just think about death more and, uh, you know, maybe just think, you know, this is a great fucking life. If the smallest things we can be grateful for, what am I grateful for? My new all Chola, all bad t shirt that make my titties look fantastical. I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for y'all in the chat. I'm grateful to be able to fucking be able to speak and do this show and actually be able to speak as well as I can after years of PCP and heroin abuse. <laughs> I know. I don't, I know. It's, uh, don't, uh, yikes. And I've been calling people and texting people who I know still party. And all I want to say to them is, please just be careful. Please just be careful out there. I'm not telling you not to party. I'm not telling you not to do your drugs and whatever you want to do that makes you feel better. But good grief almighty, just fucking be careful. And uh, I, I, like I said, I've, I want to say... Um, a big old rest in peace, rest in power, rest in paradise to all of my friends who I lost this week. Uh, a few that were comedians. Uh, one in particular, Fuquan, Fuquan Johnson, pouring a little out this week for him. Um, amazing guy. I, I interviewed him a few months ago on my show. He interviewed me. Uh, just a fucking fantastic human being, funny and smart and hilarious and sexy. And too bad we didn't get to fuck. You know what I mean? It's really sad. It's, it's much sadder when they're fine. Isn't that weird that you're like, an ugly guy died? Yeah, whatever. Uh, no, we, we love everyone equally here. <laughs> we love everyone equally here. Oh, what I what I think was fucking amazing, though, was Fuquan ended up on the front of the TMZ uh, you know, his death was, was announced on TMZ, which I think he would really fucking get a kick out of it. And he probably is seeing it all. I don't fucking know what happens when you die. Who knows kids? I mean, I do have a friend who's a medium that she often comes here. So she knows what the fuck. And she has to see all these goddamn people, all these spirit come to her. Blah! So she's often overwhelmed with spirit, but, uh, just wanted to say a big love to Fuquan, a love to Tibby, 
a love to Diane Odebra, another one who passed. She, not from drugs, but a brain aneurysm. Oh my God. What? This is a show just dun, 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 dun. It's supposed to be a comedy. I know, but you know what? Comedy plus tragedy equals jokes, I guess. That's what a lot of people say, but. <clears throat> Ooh, COVID. Um, COVID, is that you? I, uh, I I need to thank everyone who was watching uh, last week as well because um, I I manifested a boy uh, last week. If you remember, I was really adamant about talking about a man or a boy, a young man who <laughs> who is local that I could hook up with perhaps for the winter time. And guess what happened, friends? It happened. He, well, we haven't hooked up yet, but I did get a message and he didn't even watch this. So I don't know. I'm putting it out to the spirit. Put it out to the universe, bitch. It's a manifestation. It's a dick manifestation. And that, my friends, is a lovely name for a title of a show. Dick Manifest. Dick Manifest? That sounds like a man's name <laughs> who wants you to. He's like a spiritual healer. Hi, I'm Dick Manifest. And I think that if you really think hard about dicks, hard dicks, you'll get them. Um, yeah, so a, a week of death, but also a week of celebrating life, which I think is this life is just tragically fucking beautiful, right? We uh, we do the best we can and shit goes wrong and we take it. You try to take it as a lesson and not fucking hang on to it and be like, I'm a victim and sad all the time. So whatever you can do to make stuff you know, feel a little better, go down a little smoother. Ooh, go down a little smoother. <laughs> yes. Oh, the horn, the horniness is, is happening. I have been here now for almost one year and one year without makeouts, one year without finger bangs, one year without fucking. It is amazing. Now I know I've said this before and I'll say it again. It sounds like maybe I'm complaining. Uh, and a lot of people out there are maybe having a harder time or have gone longer. I don't know. I'm just going off of my own thing. Wow. Uh, when I got my facial last week after the show, you know, I went and got my, my beautiful Oni beauty facial from Amber and she did a scalp massage on me with oils. And I'll tell you what, uh, I don't swing to the girls, but I got to tell you when this woman was massaging my scalp with oil and the, I was naked under the warm sheets and blankie and the music was going, you know, the fucking, you know, that spirit, that transit, I don't know what they call it. Just like, you know, you're getting a massage music and like the fucking water's dripping and she's massaging my scalp. And I'm like, I am going to come. This is, this is embarrassing. I may have an orgasm here with this lovely lady and not that I'm into the lady but just to be touched like that for the first time in almost a year was very exciting for me and I I don't mind telling everyone if you can just do you remember years back maybe like a dozen years ago where they had there were women who you could rent you could hire <laughs> Who's making the jisms? Yes, uh, the jism emoji is exactly my uh, poussoir. Just psh, psh, psh. and um, scalp massage. Oh my God. And listen, the last two boyfriends that I had in Los Angeles at the same time, which we've discussed before, together they did not even make one full boyfriend and very good sex, but never really that intimate. Like I find the scalp massage to be rather intimate. Do you know? Um even though it does come with the facial that she offered. <laughs> so it was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. I felt so lucky and so happy. You know, I'm like, this is a facial on the government, bitch. And that felt great. And so, uh, oh, hi, everybody. Hello. 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 Hello, my friends. Um, so, Getting the, I really recommend if you are local, please go and see Oni Beauty uh, for your, if you need some cumbrellas, you know, the fake lashes. Cumbrellas are, uh, they're very well priced over at Oni. <laughs> they have, everything is really fair. Uh, and I love them. I love, love, love them. And so that was nice. That felt nice. It was a full, 
let's take care of ourselves week last week because of all the death and all the sadness. I just kept thinking, well, what can I do to make myself feel better? Yes. A facial lovely. Thank you so much. Then a haircut. Hell yes. I went and saw Cha-Cha and I was so happy because, you know, it was getting a little long on the sides there. You see those kids? That's uh and look, this is not food stuck in my teeth. I know you're all like, Jesus, this fucking lady had a bagel and now she's trying to talk to us like nothing's happening. And I just keep getting distracted by that diamond, diamond, like diamonds in the sky. Um, shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> I will sing all the diamonds. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. It's not real fuckers. And it's not drilled into my tooth. Like a lot of people are like, Jesus, did you get a jewel drilled into your tooth there, Jess? And I say, no, it's just bonded with braces bonding. <laughs> Wolf's head tattoo. That's right. So if you go to Wolf's Head Tattoo and you want to get a tattoo or you want to get a tooth jewel, I recommend it. And then you can walk to the back and you can get your uh, um, haircut. Oh, shake my head. I'm going to go get mine today. Yes, Jazz. Yes. Oh, she's there every day but Tuesday. So be wash out. Don't go in today. Today is the Tuesday. It's no good because she's not there for the Tuesday. But tomorrow she comes. She be okay. After, I believe after one o'clock. Uh, so very excited to now be a sparkly mouthed uh, lady. And I, I really enjoy it. Uh, and what happens when you have a, a gem on your mouth, in your tooth, in your thing? <laughs> You know, when you get this, it's um, it's very exciting for others who have it. It's like when you drive the same car as someone. Like right now, I'm I'm tooling around in a Toyota, and it's kind of it's an uh, Rav Four. And so whenever I see, and I don't mean this to be, but whenever I see another person in Rav Four, they're like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey," and so I feel like I'm in kind of a gang. Like, what's up? Like, what's your what? T is our, it's stupid. Uh, so it feels nice when you have a tooth gem, you get other friends with tooth gems because it's, you know, like-minded fuckers. So I went to the um, Albuquerque Art Walk on Friday. I hope that you were happy. Hi, Joshy. I hope that you were lucky enough, uh, a couple of you, to get over there. It is so splendid. And let me just say, living now in a city that actually has seasons is amazing because I, I forgot. I forgot when I was living in New York City, of course, New York, summer, winter, spring, fall, all of it covering all of the seasons. I mean, it's so classical music. Do you know what I'm saying? Hi, go hi. Um, it's hard to... Uh, not just have the best time. It really is the energy coming off the streets and the, the artwork being done and the music being played and people dancing around. It's just amazing. And smoking weed and fucking pipes. I mean, it's everything that you could ever imagine. And beautiful lowriders cruising by and gorgeous men with tattoos from head to toe and cutesy bee ladies with little, I said, this cute little kick, Kit Kat tchotchke with her little ears on. I mean, I just was having the best time. And I wore my roller skates, which you got it. I got to tell you, roller skating around the art walk is kind of like the primo way to go. Now, only on the sidewalks, though, because that fucking <laughs> the pavement is like, <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's no bueno. Um, what was oh, I loved was how many people asked me, how long have you been roller skating? And I was, <laughs> and because I can't really answer anybody or anything in a short answer, I'm like, hey, do you want to hear a kind of a funny little story? And they were like, yes, because there's one thing I love about Albuquerque. Y'all are down for a fucking story, whether it's on stage, in the street, grocery store, you know, a parking lot, like y'all are just opening up for that goddamn story. Like, hell yeah, bring it on. Let me hear your story. Hey, eh? let me hear your fucking story. So I was like, all right, so here's the thing. When I was little, I grew up in Hollywood, California. Okay. I'm not bragging. 
nobody's very smart there. So my dad didn't have a car because we were real poor, like so poor that he wasn't even on welfare. Like he was that poor. Like it was just like, you know what he used to do? Because he played guitar. So he would play guitar on the street. And then he'd have me, the little fucking four-year-old blonde girl, passing the hat. Because how can you refuse a bitch who's four? And she's hungry. She looks hungry. She looks a little disheveled. She might be a little dirty. (laughs) Poor little girl. And I'm passing the hat. Hello. And so we made a little cash that way. But then he would always just spend it on weed. And uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And we would eat uh, eggs, mostly eggs. Yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oatmeal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So this fool didn't have any money is what I'm trying to say. This motherfucker, he had no money. So he had no car. So when I had to live with him, Oh, I was dropped off there a whole bunch of times during my life. But like around five, six, seven years old, I he didn't have a car. He just had a 10-speed bicycle. <laughs> motherfucker. And so I had to hold on to the back of his bicycle on my little roller skates and like <laughs> through Hollywood. And like he took me to school like that. He took me, you know, to the corner so we could busk. <laughs> And I was always on my roller skates. So I tell these lovely little kids, I'm like, hey, I wore my roller skates. You know, it was the only way I could get around. And then when I was older and I, I dropped out of high school and I moved to New York City and um, in New York City, I was a little, I was kind of a junkie. And then what happens when you meet a fellow junkie who actually has a job and he's like, Hey, do you want to come and work with us? And I'm like, really? Cause I just was fired for being a junkie at my last job. I was working retail at Nana, which was a punk rock store in the in Soho. Uh, but I was on heroin and they were so nice. They were like, Jessica, we're really worried about you. You keep nodding out in the jeans. And I was like, I know, I'm, I'm sorry. And then I knew it was really bad, my habit, because the boyfriend that I had who got me all the dope that I did, he was not allowed in the shop that I worked at. They're like, no, 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 we know him. He is horrible and a shoplifter and an awful criminal. And why are you with him? And I was like, because he's got a lot of heroin. <laughs> and I thought he was kind of funny, you know, always, if you have a good sense of humor, even if it's dark, I mean, especially if it's a little dark and especially if you kind of ignore me, it's really, it's a terrible, it's a terrible thing to say about yourself, but it's honest. Hi. So I was on a lot of <clears throat> dope in New York city. And then my friend who I made Jake, oh, he, he, he is uh, also dead. Uh, rest in power my jakey um he got me the job we were delivery people for weed we were weed delivery people and all the boys that i worked with i was the only girl that worked there for a bit they all had bicycles because it's new york city and you have to go like far ways and i didn't have a bicycle i didn't have enough money for a bicycle all my money went to the drugs kids don't don't do them and so i uh wore my roller skates so i was skating all around new york city like huffing and a puffing and a uh, blowing your house down so i fucking <laughs> yes nana yes um uh, well it wasn't on broadway it was it was oh you mean the one in santa monica yes boy that's the one that i grew up going to um, the Nana in Santa Monica, my mom was actually friends with Nancy. That was the owner lady. And that's how I met, like, uh, I, I met Mark Mahoney through there because he was married to a lady. I forget her name, this beautiful Asian chick that was like punk rock, like gothy Asian chick. Everyone was so beautiful and handsome and gorgeous that worked at Nana. And then I had the referrals from Santa Monica when I moved to New York City and I used the referrals from uh, Santa Monica. You know, I know the owner and I was so fucked up on heroin that I didn't even put the right phone number on the application for the job at Nana when I first applied there. But they were so sweet that they looked me up. That was the t- this is so long ago that you could like call like 411 and be like, hey, is there a Jessica Wood that lives in the Lower East Side of New York City? And they'd be like, yeah, here's her number. Bink. And uh, that's how easy it was. So they found my number and they were like, hey, you put your wrong number down. And I was like, oh, so sorry. Itch, itch, scratch, scratch, heroin, heroin. And they still hired me and they're so sweet. And I'm still friends with a lot of the women who are <laughs> who I met 
through there uh, also. Um, oh my God. Hey, my Tokaya just showed up. Jessica. Hi, Jess. Tokaya is same name. Name twin. Tokaya. Yeah, I'm never going to forget it because I'm going to just fucking pronounce it all the time. Tokaya, Tokaya, Tokaya. So why was I talking about that? Oh, because I... Uh, <laughs> Because why? Because I had, uh, I don't know why I brought that up, but it was very, it was fun to tell you that story about my, oh, the roller skating, because I was at the art walk and I was, see, look, heroin, no, Tokaya, what did I say? That's what I wrote down, T-O-C-A-Y-A, I thought I'm saying that, Tokaya? I spelled it. Oh, the, the kids are out. Oh, my mom's spirit is coming around here now. And she's like, oh, God, do you have to listen to those fucking kids scream all day? No, mom, I don't. They actually. And it's nice to know that there's some sort of life being uh, let it. OK, you said it. <laughs> OK, good. I said it. Hi. Ay, ay, ay. I'm so nervous. Like, how come you're so nervous? Oh, my God. So nervous. Jess, I want to uh, take this opportunity to thank Jess for coming to the show, the live show that I did uh, on Wednesday last at Revel, Revel Entertainment. A great time. Uh, I freaked some people out. I had a couple moments where they were like, no. <laughs> thank you for cheering me, Jess, because I... Uh, I had a I have a joke where I talk about pubic hair and uh, how I don't shave all of mine off because I feel like it's the you know I call that the amber alert look, and when I said amber alert in a room in downtown <laughs> Albuquerque, I shouldn't laugh. It's the it's the worst thing that you could fucking bring up in Albuquerque, and I've done it, but I've done this line before, and it seemed to be okay because I think it was younger people. But I believe there were a lot of parents in the room on Wednesday night, and when I was like, "Not in my, not in my, uh, you know, not my pussy," the Amber Alert look, I don't shave it all off, and it was like, <laughs> you can hear a fucking pin drop, and I was like. Oh, yeah. And thank God I thought of it at the moment that because as a comic, you really have to think pretty fast. You know, when something's going wrong, you're like, uh oh, oh, yeah, shit. And so I, I said to them, oh, my God, Albuquerque, I know you're the you guys have the most sex traffic children. I'm I'm very disappointed in myself that I mentioned that right now. <laughs> so I got him back a little bit, but I had to keep going because it was just whoa, whoa. When you dig yourself into a hole uh and then you have to get crawl the fuck out and hope that you get some giggles on the way out which thank god you know it's a it's a real wonderful thing that i love to make fun of white people my people are just gonna get made fun of because look at them i mean come on look at us we're not well and uh so whenever i could make fun of uh the whites it would it, the laughter was just insane and my mom's least favorite voice the oh gosh jesse the midwestern gal yeah oh yeah they loved it and then when i told them you know my mom hates that voice my she hated that voice oh god jessica not the white voice yeah we're white um, so be ra you know, being raised by someone who <laughs> is not really, she's not clear. She wasn't very clear about the deal. And also self-hating, self-hating Jew, self-hating white. So even when I did the, the, uh, joke about, um, burning her like the Jew she was, cause she was cremated, uh, the whole room was like, oh no. And I, and I said, yeah, really shut the fuck, fuck you. Shut up. I said, you cannot, I said, there's not one Jew in here except for me. So please shut the fuck up. I said, you know why you guys are ooing and aahing and booing and flying? Because you would like to burn us. So suck a dick. And I know we're the, we're the most hated of the whites. Like, uh, how come I was raised on welfare? I'm not rich. 
I don't run Hollywood. I wish, I wish something like that was real because wouldn't also all the black guys that I slept with didn't all have big old dicks. So suck that fucking fact right there. How about that? How about that? How about that? Uh, my Korean girlfriend was very adamant about telling me when she moved here from Korea. <laughs> she, a lot of people talk shit about the Asian guy, Asian dick, but I seen Asian dick bigger than black dick here. And I'm like, girl, speak that shit. Cause it's all kinds of bullshit bullshit, ignorant, you know, stereotypes that we're all given, you know, uh-uh, I'm not going for it. So suck that, put that in your pipe and suck it. Speaking of men, um, <laughs> I've been inquiring here about the men because as I said, it's almost been a year and it's also about to get cold. And for those of you who know, uh, who live in places where there are seasons, like I said, in the beginning of the show, it's about to be winter time. And if you live somewhere where you know when winter is coming, like Game of Thrones, motherfucker, you better boo up. And I know people make fun of me and they're like, boo up. What are you from 1990s? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, your big black dick is big, huh, Jess? I, I believe it, girl. I believe it. <laughs> uh, the guy who raped me was Asian and he was above average. Oh, well, I'm terribly sorry for your sexual assault, my love. But yes, the all the stereotypes... Mm, I mean, you, sure, some of them, I guess people are whatever. I don't dig them. I'd like to get to know you first. How about that? I'd like to get to know you and put my hand down your pants and figure it out for myself. <laughs> and speaking of Jews, now I had to yell at Revel because come on, give it, give me a break. There's like 12 Jews here. So everybody calm your fucking selves. And it's uh, it's okay, you know? for us to make fun of ourselves. It's really okay. It's actually probably very important. I think it is very important for us to all make fun. I mean, think of Joan Rivers for fuck's sakes. She, when she was a senior citizen still doing comedy, she was like, I hate old people. And I'm like, they're always damp. That's what she said to me. <laughs> so Albuquerque Art Walk, thank you again. I know it's, you know, talking shit uh, about my Jewish people. But uh, speaking of the Jews, uh, Lashana Tova to my Jews here, to my Jews out there amongst it. Keep, keep safe, uh, happy and joyous, sweet uh, New Year to you. It is the Jewish New Year. I believe it was last night it started. I'm like the worst Jew because I was raised by a woman who was Jewish but got a nose job and changed her name before I was born. So shame. How do you do? Shamey, shame. Uh, so Cut yourself up an apple, dip it in some honey, do a little fucking thanks. I mean, can you can you believe it's the new moon and the Lashana Tova, the new year? Um, I was talking to my aunt Vicky the other night, as you know, as we do last night, to, to wish her a, a very happy new year. And I was telling her about the art walk. I was telling her about the comedy shows, telling her about Duke City Day last week with the car hops and the low riders and the cute boys and the tattoos and the ah. And she just took a, a moment and, and Shakespeare in the park. I went to see Shakespeare in the park last week, too. When I'm bummed out and I'm lonesome and I feel like, well, what are you doing with your life, Jessica? I just remember, oh, fuck, I have like a very full life. I even talk to people strangers in this town and I say to them oh I'm going to Shakespeare in the park tomorrow or oh I'm going to this pop-up festival or whatever and this one woman the other day said to me oh my god I have to hang out with you I've been here 30 years and I don't know any of those things so I often don't give myself enough credit uh, which I think is the problem with all of us I think we all need to be a little bit more proud of ourselves about the little things that we accomplish like when I say I was very tired on Friday but I knew I really wanted to go skate at the Albuquerque Art Walk. So I was like, you know what, Jessica? I know you're tired, but put your little skates in your car and fucking drive down there. And what's the worst that can happen? You just get real tired and you fall over on your skates? Yeah, but I didn't. And that didn't happen. And what happened was not only did I have a beautiful time and see some gorgeous art and friends of mine, but I was called out as I was skating. Get wood, get wood. And I was like, oh my God goodness I was so excited so I turned around and I came back to where I had heard my name called and these delicious and delightful little 
kids with the, I know I keep calling everyone little kids, but everyone's pretty young comparatively. (laughs) You know, if I could have birthed you, you're a kid to me. Like if I could have had you as a child of my own, you're a kid. So that's going to be anyone from the age of like 20 something to to toddler. Um, But I will tell you the best uh, birth control, if anyone is in need of some very natural, wonderful, probably the best type of birth control that you could ever find. I'm going to tell you, and it's really free if you, if you take my advice. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Ready? Go to a public pool or a public park and just sit. No music in, or podcast listening. Just listen to what's happening around you. Oh, it's the best birth control in the world. That's right. Your pal Jess took herself to the pool yesterday, public pool, because it's the last days of summer. That's what I'm telling you. To live in a town that actually has commercials that are like, come to Cliff's Amusement Park. It's the last weekend of the summer. Get your amusements on. Like, it's really intense because in New York City... Yes, they have a very intense winter there as well. I'd also like to give some love out to New York. They went through it this week. Fucking look like New Orleans over there with the flooding. I'm just so, my God, Mother Earth. Mother Earth is angry. And um, so when you live in New York and the winter comes, things don't stop. You can continue to go out to places. You can continue to carry on as as you did throughout the year. I mean, okay, Coney Island Amusement Park shuts down because that's at the beach. And the beach shuts down because it's the beach. But you can still go to the beach, uh, even with the snow on it. But there's no lifeguards. So you're taking your own, you know, you go with the polar bears on New Year's. But what I'm saying is here in, in the Borke, it stops, Everything pretty much stops. I mean, I can still go see cute boys uh, cruise their lowriders. And I really would like to find one of those boys to hook up with this winter. And I have to find one that doesn't have a hyena and that he hasn't been with for fucking 25 years. You know, like one of the biggest problems here is that all the men and, and women have been hooked up since like seventh grade. So... You know, uh, and I don't want to be that like that chick that's like nestling in it. I don't want to break anyone. I'm not a home wrecker, kids. I'm not a home wrecker. I'm I'm just here inviting someone else to invite me to their home. I do not want you to come to my apartment. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say it again. I do not want you to come to my apartment. I want to go to your apartment or your room or your house. I don't want to go to your van. I don't want to go to your RV. I appreciate your touring vibe, but I don't. It's too familiar. Uh, so also, um, uh, lastly, <laughs> because I have to end. Uh, the, okay. I buy myself, I don't know if how you guys do with the uh, affirmation stuff. I don't know if you believe in it or if you care about it. Now, I have one friend who I adore and I really think the world of her. And she is a, uh, you know, like a shadow, not like, she's a shadow stalker. She's a spiritual practitioner, healer type. And she's very smart. Uh, she does not like affirmations and I dig why she does not like them. And I will tell you right now because I adore you. Um, she does not like the affirmations because she believes that if you have to say that you're not right, because a lot of the affirmations are like, I am beautiful. I am loved. I am, you know, and she says, well, that means you don't believe that you are spiritual. And I, and there's a beautiful, idea behind that where you're like, I'm already that. So I should speak as if I am already that. But a lot of us feel like we have to kind of speak to ourselves. I know I do. I talk to myself all the time. And I say stuff like, that's okay, Jessica, you got this. That's okay, Jess, don't worry about it. That's all right, Jess. What's the worst that can happen? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Jess. Don't be so in your head. Get into your little body and your little heart. And yes, affirmations are a savior. It's just like the AA. I think the program, like the 12-step program, affirmations, all these things are so helpful to get us through 
these really difficult times that we have in our own little heart and mind because our brains are way too active and they have to shut, you know, they're really only good for helping us not bump into furniture. Our minds, other than that, they're just such a mess, always in the past or the future, never really focusing and grounding out in the moment. So I just, I want to, uh, tell you that I often buy myself things like at the 99 cent store at the Dollar General that say really nice things so that I can have them around my apartment and I can see them and they and I can remember oh yeah I am loved like I have a cup a mug that says I am it says you are loved okay someone's doing (laughs) someone's doing the Al Franken character you're good enough you're smart enough, and doggone it, I really like you. Thanks, Rob. Rob Schneck, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if they work for you, they really are delicious. Uh, However, I do know I have a friend who has them all over her apartment, post-its with affirmations all over them. And yet when we speak, she's like, that motherfucker can fucking suck my fucking tit. Like, okay, well, I know we're all practicing, but oh my goodness. So I have this cup that says, you are loved. And I love this cup. And I think, oh, such a sweet cup to look at, remind myself, remind myself. Well, the fucking thing broke the other day. And as, a, a, again, my friend who's the shadow stalker would say, congratulations. Something that you love broke. That means you get to do a little bit of work around it. That means you get to feel what it feels like to lose something that you really liked. Okay, it was a mug, but still, you are loved. So I kept it, even though the handle completely broke off and it won't glue back on. I've tried to glue it back and it will not. So I kept it without the handle, a little jagged. Well, this fucking cup has cut me now three times. So I'm getting rid of the cup. The cup no longer serves me. Thing is, we have to know when to give things up, right? <laughs> the cup was great for a couple years, few years. I've had this cup since LA. I, the cup has done wonders for me. I believe it was a dollar. You are loved. I can know that now. But because I keep getting cut by the fucking cup, it's like I'm forcing the love. Do you understand? So I got to let this go. Let it go, baby. I'm going to fucking smash that goddamn cup up by the petroglyphs. Do you know that uh, it it was a very, very wise and wonderful thing uh, for uh, the practice of breaking things that were beautiful breaking, smashing things. In China, they fill the cracks with gold if they put the cup back together. And that, that is what we can remember with ourselves when we're feeling really broken. That whatever we can do, little small things, I gave you examples this week for me, get yourself up, put on your skates if you're a skater, put on your sneakers if you're a walker, put on your... um. Oh, thank you. I just got a, a, a love on my, on my nails. Yeah, I have, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't even drank any semen in a year. I don't know how I have so much protein in those nails, but I'm not complaining. I feel very healthy, very happy. I feel like it's, I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful, so grateful to be here. Uh, I just, I have to just say, I, I, I can't even, first of all, I, I know I'm on borrowed time. So, I mean, I should have died years ago, many, many different times. So to have this life in front of me and to have folks hanging out and supporting me and people coming to the shows live and even just being able to roller skate around my legs work, my arms work, my, I can speak <laughs> and the gratitude is beyond. And every time I get real caught up in my mind, the the mind stuff, I just remember just to drop back down and to feel my feet. Try Bumble. Oh, try Bumble for dating. Okay, I sure will. I get so overwhelmed though on the dating apps. I usually last about 24 hours and then I delete them all. 
all. I've only ever done Tinder. And I don't know why it freaks me out so much. It's not, I'm going to say something that's going to sound really conceited, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I get a lot of action. Like I get a lot of boys and men who are like, boys to men, BBD, ABC. And uh, I get freaked out. I get totally freaked out. Like I would like it if someone would approach me in real life, but I have a hard time online. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I and I think I think I must shift the um I have to shift my idea about dating and intimacy and all this stuff. I know we all have a bunch of shit around it. Look, all the folks who who passed this last couple of weeks were all Gen Xers. And and Michael uh, Michael King too, um, you know, aka Omar from The Wire, but also a lot of other amazing acting jobs. Uh, but I was thinking about it, you know, all of us who had to let ourselves in to our own homes when we were little, or got dragged around to help our parents, you know, either make money or get food or I, I felt like I was used a lot for their convenience. And if it was inconvenient to them to have me around, then I was just dropped off with somebody else. Now, this is not to, to make it a sad sob story about me and my life. This is to validate the the sadness and the, the emptiness that is a couple of generations of kids that were just not taken care of, just not looked after. And when I think of the friends that I've lost in the past couple few years to drugs, I think about how we grew up and I think about how hard it is when you don't have anyone home when you're a child and you have to be completely independent and not and pretend to not care that you're not being cared for it's really hard to make the shift into adulthood and to know what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to act with people or jobs to be kept or intimacy. There's just, it's so strange. I've talked to a bunch of my friends about this and we all say the same thing and not with pity or victimhood, but how does one get through all this when you're just abandoned and abused your whole fucking childhood? How do you, how do you get, you know, how do you get into this thing? I know when I was in a sketch comedy group in New York City a million years ago, but we were all, it was one of the best sketch groups I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not just saying that because I was in it, because I wasn't in it at first. They replaced someone who had gotten sick. She had to leave and they replaced her with me. And I was now able to be in this spectacular fucking sketch show. Now, the only problem with the show was that we were all so unable to take the joy and success that was happening around us. The audience was so loving it and people wanted to take us out to dinner or drinks afterwards and we never would go. We never would go. And I started to think about who made up the group. And I started to think about how they were raised. And I started to think about all the abuse that people had and shame that was put on them or parents that they had to take care of in a very, very extreme way. And it made sense to me that we couldn't accept the good, that we were so used to the bad, that we were so used to being disappointed, upset, told we were wrong, that we just kind of would take it on ourselves to make ourselves go before anyone could disappoint us. And I feel like that has been major part of my life has been, you know, defensive, uh, defensively defending my person when I didn't have to, having brought shame to so many places that didn't need it. And this is not to say that I'm having like, oh, this is all my regrets and everything, but there's just so much to learn about what we do unconsciously. So, 
you know, if you need to numb out, I totally understand. But please, if you're using anything that is white and powdery, please, please, please be careful and please know who you're getting it from. And also, if you can, get some Narcan, right? That's what it's called, Narcan. And have it around. I know that sounds horrifying. Like, I got to say, I horrify myself sometimes when I think about what's going on in our society at this moment. Like, with Texas, they can suck my dick. And with, you know, children having in schools, having shooter shooter drills and having, you know, these are all like, wow, this is so intense that we all have to do this right now. And the fact that there's so much fentanyl in the streets killing people that we have to ask people to please bring a fucking another drug with them if they're going to do a drug like we are like I know that we let women drive and be in political positions so obviously we're not as bad as some countries are going through it right we're not having a civil war so to speak uh but it's just so fucked up and uh, it's not like we have a clean record here either in this country, right? Uh, the the um, the Jack Johnson, Ken Burns documentary is so beautiful and tragic, and it it really gives us a great idea about what this fucking country has been uh, on since the beginning. I mean, I don't have to go far. I'm here in native lands at where, you know, there it's a constant reminder of how colonization has completely wrecked brown people's uh, lives. Wow. Way to, way to bring it down, Jessica. <laughs> I love you too. I love you so much. I, you know, um, I, again, I have so much gratitude for this show. I really do appreciate being able to be here every week with you. I appreciate your uh, comments and your feedback. And anytime you have anything that you would like me to talk about, any topics, just slide on into my DMs and let me know. Uh, once again, I just want to say um, be, be gentle with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Thanks, BB. I appreciate y'all so much for showing up uh, for me. This helps me so much get through all the stuff. I think I, I think I did all my notes today. I think I did. Manifested a boy. Oni Beauty Facial. Tokaya, me Tokaya. Revel, uh, Revel Show. Haircut. Jewel Tooth. Oh, I wish it was a full gold tooth. You know, like. Hey, what was the the Muppet? Uh, the, there was a Muppet, the guy who was the leader of the band, right? Uh, Mayhem, Electric Mayhem. <laughs> Dr. Teeth, Dr. Teeth. He had Dr. Tooth, Dr. Teeth. Anyway, he had a gold tooth. Yes, I'd, I am slowly, as I age, I feel like I'm turning more and more into a Muppet and I will take it, baby. I will take it. Uh, Texas, fuck you, six weeks, Shakespeare in the Park. Oh, and my friend said, oh my God, Shakespeare in the Park, you're so lucky. I'm a whore for Shakespeare. Dr. Teeth, yes, boo-boo head, thank you. Uh, whore for Shakespeare, dead man's weed, the dick manifestation, and getting cut by your favorite you are loved mug. And understanding life is much simpler than we all want to put. All right. You kids have been my sweetest lovers. Thank you so much for being here. Please. Uh, the only request that I have from you today is like every week, won't you share this show with your pals? Would you share it? It's I'm on all the podcast platforms as well. If you don't want to show them my beautiful face and luscious tatas, but uh, you can go on to Anchor, you can go on to Apple, uh, Feature FM, Stitcher. I'm on all that shit. Get wood all over the place, and um, that is it. Be gentle with yourselves. Be gentle with each other. Um, I know that some days I just sit and watch television. It's okay. 
Just let's not hurt ourselves. Uh, the world is hard enough. Let's all be good to ourselves and to each other. Be kind if you go out into the world and there are people working. Please try to be kind to them. Uh, if you see any bullshit happening in the streets, please speak up. And, oh, I have written a book, my sweet love. I have written a book and my agent, I do have a literary agent. I know, she's so sassy. I have a lit agent who is still telling me that we need to continue to work on the notes. So I have rewritten this manuscript, I don't know, maybe six times. And it was in the form of a, form of an eagle. It was in the form of <laughs> a memoir. It was in the form of a, uh, a script. It was in the form of, you know, form of a smoothie, because that's what I'm going to have after this. Anyway, uh, more love, more love, less worries, uh, less thoughts. Let's be nice to ourselves. Okay. Okay. And I'll see you next Tuesday. I'm so excited. Hey, hey, boo-boo head. Uh, you just walked in and I'm just walking out. I but you know what? I think I need to talk to you about some specifics. Uh, I am trying to get on the radio here in Albuquerque. I am going to try for the UNM station. That's right. So any of y'all cutie pies who have any information for me to submit, my dream is to be on the radio. Wouldn't you tune in to this DJ? Hell yeah, you would. And listen, I don't have to curse. It's just what I love to do. So that said, more manifestations into the universe, boo-boos. More love. Okay. Love you. See you next Tuesday. Be good or not. Whatever you like. You know what I'm saying? Ankar. Thank you for the laughs, Jess. Oh, big cruise on Saturday. Looks like I'm going to be meeting up with my Tokaya. We're going to go to another cruise and I'm going to wear something real photogenic, bish. I am. Because you know what? The last outfit, it was cool and everything, but I'm saying like next time I'm going to be wearing like Tata's out fucking Tushi out. That's what's up. Oh, gonna be getting some very, very sexy. Like I'm a lady at a car show. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's like my fantasy. Is I'm gonna be like a lady at a car show. And I'll be wearing like a big hat. And I'll be like standing by like a low rider. And everybody like, hey, look at that fucking lady. Yeah, I'm gonna take a picture with that lady. <laughs> I got mad fantasies, yo. Anyway, uh, I'll see you on Saturday. And all y'alls, I'll see you next Tuesday. Okay, I better go. I'm going over. Over, hova. Oh, happy birthday, Beyonce. She's 40. Now everybody shut the fuck up about older, older chicks not being hot. Because god damn. Look at her. And look at J-Lo. That bitch is older than me. She hot. Let's all just remember... A bitch's pussy doesn't get dry. A motherfucker's dick gets soft. And that's the difference. And that's why they keep saying, no, you got this is a dried up old hag. No, motherfucker. You got that lip dick. Ow. I'm here to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me, goddess. Mm, love you guys. Oh, she kissed me. She kissed me. Oh, my God.